Welcome to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Delenia Agresta, and I am a weight-inclusive registered dietitian. I started this podcast to help people like you heal their relationship with their bodies and food. Each week, there is a new episode that talks about different topics surrounding eating disorder recovery, diet culture, weight inclusivity, and more. So stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Hello friends, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and as always, I'm so grateful to have you here with me today. Today is yet again another solo episode. I have been really enjoying these, and I hope you guys have been as well. And today we are going to talk about fat phobia. Um, I did a previous episode with another RD um, during the 12 Days of Christmas special, and we talked a bit about weight bias um and fat phobia and I thought that it would be a great time to kind of readdress some of those issues and kind of just I guess bring some of those things to light um because fat phobia isn't necessarily what we might think it is so let's first talk about a couple of definitions um according to Boston Medical Center Fat phobia is a noun, and it is also known as anti-fat, and it is the implicit and explicit bias of overweight individuals that is rooted in a sense of blame and presumed moral failing, which leads to stigmatization in most societies. And something that we have learned and that we are continuing to look at is how this weight bias, this fat phobia, how it really negatively impacts these individuals' health. Meaning that there are literally studies that look at how these, this way of, of demonizing individuals who live in larger sized bodies, how it impacts their actual health. Um, in one survey... 24% of physicians admitted that they were uncomfortable having friends in larger bodies. And 18% said that they felt disgusted when treating a patient with a high BMI. So it just shows this implicit bias in the healthcare field by healthcare professionals, which is so sad and insane. Um, and it ultimately leads to poor health outcomes. So if you are in an individual who exists in a larger size body and you go to the doctor for, let's say, like your back hurting, right? For whatever the reason is, maybe you injured it at work, maybe you injured it like picking up something off the floor, or it's just something that you've been dealing with for a long time. The first thing that I'm sure the doctor will tell you if you exist in a larger size body is that you should lose weight, which as we know, does not address the root problem of what is going on because there are individuals who exist in smaller bodies that go to the doctor and have something like back pain and they get the appropriate treatment. And so telling a person in a larger size body just to lose weight is lazy medicine. And something that I think is really important for us to remember is that we have to advocate for ourselves and sometimes it is hard and it's something that I honestly do all the time for my clients because a lot of them can't get the lab work, the medications that they may need to address certain health concerns 
because of the fact that the doctor is just pushing on intentional weight loss. Um, And I think it's just, it's upsetting, it's frustrating, and it's honestly just disgusting. Um, If you guys remember, I had Amanda on um, maybe a year and a half ago, and she came on and told her story about how she literally had colon cancer, and she was going to the doctor. She didn't know that she had cancer at the time, and she was saying she had terrible gastric pain. She couldn't eat. She was in so much pain all the time, and the doctor literally was like, oh, well, it's great that you're not eating. Uh, You should lose weight, and she went on to TikTok, and, you know, people were encouraging her to get another opinion, and I'm not sure if it was like a second or third opinion, but thank God she did because she found out that she had colon cancer. And if she didn't get that second or third opinion, which it shouldn't even take that long for a doctor to do their job, um, she would not be here right now, which is heinous. And it just makes me think of all the individuals that are existing right today, this very second, who their health concerns are not being taken seriously which is horrible and offensive, and it is just so frustrating. And I think that's kind of why I get so annoyed with the, like, anti-anti-diet people. So, like, the people who are against individuals like myself who provide weight-inclusive care um, because they make it sound like it's all about, like, aesthetics. Like criticizing that an individual who lives in a larger size body could be happy in that body, happy existing in that body, which that in itself should be a thing. Everyone should be able to exist exactly as they are in this moment. They should be able to pursue whatever health improving behaviors they would like to or would not like to do. They should be able to eat food that is easily accessible and affordable, that is um allowing them to consume whatever the dishes are um, from their cultural cuisine. And they should be able to move their bodies in a way that makes them feel good, whatever that may be. And a lot of individuals have an issue with that. And the truth is, is that it's not just about like, oh, like fat people just want to live and exist. This is true. However, the fact of the matter is, is that Fat people deserve to have adequate medical care. They, If they go to the doctor and they say, my knee hurts, the first thing that the doctor tells them is to lose weight. I know individuals who exist in small bodies that have had issues with their knees and the first line of action was giving them the surgery that they needed. So what's the difference between one person and the next besides their weight? Everyone deserves adequate health care. And I know I've been a little passionate in my voice, maybe a little bit louder than usual, but I just want, I want to get across how frustrated I feel um, and how upsetting it is to know that every single day when I post content like this on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, where I talk about weight inclusive care and health at every size and people message me or comment on my post telling me the experience that they've had, the poor experience that they've had in the past with other dietitians or healthcare providers, and it breaks my heart. It honestly does, and that's why I do what I do every single day. I, I like to promote these messages because I think it's really important to help 
set the standard for what other people see on their social media pages. And I think it's important to remind each and every one of you who are listening. So even if you are someone who's listening right now who does not live in a larger size body, you might have a partner who lives in a larger size body. You may have a family member who lives in a larger size body. You may have a friend or a coworker who live in larger size bodies. I'm sure you know someone. You guys know me in a way. Um, I exist in a larger size body. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of them dread going to the doctor because they are afraid of what they're going to be told. They are tired of going to the doctor and being criticized for their, for the BMI, which we know is trash, garbage, nonsense. It's literally, it was never created to be used as a measurement of health. And it was literally based off of like 18th century self-reported data from white European men. And again, I'm going to say this, it was self-reported data of height and weights. And the way that the healthcare industry has evolved and used it and finagled the numbers to determine what's considered quote-unquote overweight, what's considered quote-unquote obese level one, obese level two, obesity level three. And they use that in a way to help make more money for the insurance companies. It's really disgusting and it's really stupid and it's not the way that healthcare is supposed to be. But alas, this is just my little podcast and I'm appreciative that you guys spend this time with me. Um, And so let's get into a little bit more of detail. So we talked about what like weight stigma is or fat phobia is. And so we, we know like what fat phobia is. And I think when a lot of people hear that word, they may not recognize that some of the behaviors that they engage in or the things that they say are fat phobic. And they say it, they say these things not knowing that it is harmful to individuals who live in larger size bodies. Um, and so fat phobia isn't just like being afraid of fat people. It's negative attitude and stereotypes that are attached to individuals in larger size bodies. Um, According to this website talking about weight bias, it says it's an abnormal and irrational fear of being fat. So it's an innate fear that society has literally ingrained into us that being fat is bad. Being big is bad. Being in a larger size body is bad. And so individuals who don't exist in larger size bodies may not recognize that things that they say are fat phobic. Um, I put up a post last week saying, well, okay, I'm talking about this in ahead of time. So I am, I put up, I'm putting up a post. I like saved it. So it like, you know, I scheduled it anyways. Um, and I literally said on the post, um, being afraid of quote unquote, looking fat, is showing your internalized fat phobia. This proclamation lets us fat people know that your worst fear is how we currently exist. And the truth is, is that I feel this way a lot of the time. Um, I have a lot of friends, obviously, that live in larger sized bodies. I have a lot of friends that don't live in large sized bodies. Um, And sometimes when those individuals who live in smaller size bodies, say things like, oh, like, I don't want to look fat in that, or oh, I think that outfit makes me look fat, or that dress makes me look fat. 
it in the past I maybe would not have recognized it as being overtly fat phobic and I'm referring to like when I was much younger before I got got into this work um I would even say things like oh like does this outfit make me look fat do these pants make me look fat and this was like many years ago probably like when I was in high school I would say um and the truth of the matter is is like yes bitch to me um you are fat so (laughs) you're you're always gonna look fat no matter what you're wearing um and it took me a long time to feel comfortable with accepting that um and so that was my own internalized fat phobia because I was conditioned from a child from being seven eight years old knowing that I was larger than my younger sister who existed in a smaller size body and she still does And I knew that that was quote unquote bad. I was told that I had to stop gaining weight or I had to maintain the weight that I was at so that I can quote unquote grow into it or that I had to earn my food through being forced to go to the gym. That, oh, if you go to the gym, then we can go out to to eat together. And so literally my whole life conditioned me to think this way, to feel this way, and to look at myself in this way. And it makes me so sad when I look back at that. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that as well because it's so disgusting to a child, to a human being, to make them feel that way, to make them feel inadequate, like they weren't good enough exactly as they were. And it it makes me sad when I hear my clients telling me this. Because I see myself in them and I see how I was, you know, a stellar student. I was a great student in college and grad school and all my degrees. But I think there was always a part of me that never felt good enough because I was never small enough. And even at the height of my disordered eating, when I was at like probably whatever the lowest weight I had been in my adult life, which was still considered probably obese. Um, when I was at that point, I, I still wasn't happy with where I was and it always had to be more and more and more. And eventually that's how I fell into binge eating disorder because it was just such a restrictive place that I was in that I was not able to process my emotions with other things that were going in my life. And I turned to food, which I had done in the past, but because I was so like, rigid with my with my eating and what I was allowed allowing myself to eat I would go to 7-Eleven and I would buy a bunch of food and I would literally eat it in the parking lot and then dispose of the empty wrappers and I would feel so sick and I just remember hiding it and not telling anyone and it was such a lonely place and so I know I'm like jumping all over the place because there's like a lot of things that are on my mind right now. Um, But if you are someone who is experiencing that right now, just please know that you are not alone and your symptoms and your behaviors that you are experiencing are sick enough for you to get help. Because I didn't think that mine were. I thought that, well, Lenny, like you're big and you need to lose weight so you can't have an eating disorder. And the truth was, was that I did have an eating disorder and I needed help. And so if you are someone who exists in a larger size body, you may have experienced those thought processes that I explained like I would feel when I would look in front of a mirror getting ready with my sister and ask her like, oh, like, do I look big in this? 
Um, and that is a form of internalized fat phobia. And yes, even fat people or people who live in larger sized bodies can have that. Um, and it's not necessarily like when I say the word fat phobia, some people may naturally assume that it means like it's people who hate fat people, that they go out and say mean things to them, um, and call them mean names and say harmful things. Like that is a form of fat phobia, but I think the internalized fat phobia is something that does a lot of harm without people recognizing it. So when I have a friend who lives in a smaller size body and is trying on something in the store and saying like, oh, like, I don't like how this makes me look big. Um, they didn't say that with the intention of hurting my feelings, but it's true, right? So like, what is their biggest fear of looking fat, of looking big? Um, and that is a problem. And that's something that individuals in smaller size bodies also have to kind of come to grips with. So if you were someone who lives in a smaller size body and you have said something like that, it's not because you're a bad person or you're evil or you intentionally set out to hurt individuals in large, larger size bodies. It's just something that I think we need to be more aware of and something that we need to kind of be more mindful of and start to change the um, conversation within ourselves, within our minds and how we speak to other people and recognize that those things are harmful. And it makes a person who lives in a larger size body like myself feel kind of shitty um, we can recognize that like, okay, this is a systemic problem that exists in society and everyone, especially individuals who grew up in similar time frames, um, as I have, you know, everyone had their own version of diet culture growing up. So it's been ingrained in us, but the, the differences between it being perpetuated and being brought up is when someone recognizes that they are kind of adding to the problem. So how do we do better? Um, first and foremost, we need to look inside of ourselves and see how we look at individuals on larger size bodies. And this is something that all of us can do, not just those individuals in smaller size bodies, but those individuals in larger size bodies. Kind of notice how we view um, those individuals in larger size bodies and kind of sitting with a discomfort if we have a negative connotation and kind of looking into why that may be, where that came from, and start to change how you look at an individual in a larger size body from negative to neutral. Um, taking away that opinion and reminding yourself that we don't know anything about someone's health status regardless of what their body size is um number two would be not commenting on someone's body size so whether someone's weight has changed whether it has gained whether it has gone up or gone down just not commenting it on at all and refraining from using whether it's a positive or a negative comment on their size of their body um, another thing that we could do is just watching how we talk about others. So a big one, um, that I tend to notice is how people talk about celebrities. 
um, and saying like, wow, this individual looks so good. She looks great. And that compliment is coming from a change in their body size. Um, I think that we should refrain again from all comments on someone's physical body size because it helps everyone else become a little bit more neutral when we talk about those things and we kind of avoid talking about them. So whether it's a positive or a negative, we just don't say anything at all. And lastly, look inward and see how we talk about ourselves. Um, If we are having a poor body image day and we see something along the lines of quote unquote, I, I look fat today, close quote, um, that's a negative comment that you've made about yourself and using the word fat in a negative way perpetuates the fat phobia and weight stigma that many individuals in larger size bodies experience. So instead of saying like something in a negative form of feeling or looking fat, quote unquote, um, changing the language around that and focusing more on, well, I just don't feel great today. I am having a poor body image day today. Um, And really just like kind of reframing and recognizing the harmful ways that we um, talk to ourselves and how we think about others. I hope that you guys found this episode insightful and if not educational, um, you may relate to some of the things that we've spoken about. This conversation may have brought attention to things that maybe you have spoken about and I appreciate you guys spending this time with me. Um, If you like this episode, please consider giving it a rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps me and my small business. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, my handle is all.bodies.nutrition. Please give me a follow. Um, And as always, my contact info, all of my social media handles, and my email address are located in the show notes for each and every episode. So thank you guys again, and I will see you guys next week.